Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Hunter Biden is accused of not paying $1.4 million in taxes. And by the way, that goes all the way up to the big guy, Joe Biden. So will Hunter get a pardon? That's the question. He's going to be in court very, very soon. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Great to have you with us today. I have to give a um, big thank you to my buddy, Rick Greco. Rick is Rick was my landscaper for years, Eastern Environmental. And he, uh, finally today, we got the pizza oven in place. It's officially in place. And that's thanks to Rick and his guys. We had to load up this giant, it was on this giant, con- this is the big story of the day today, by the way, brought to you by Dr. Mike Venaria. My pizza oven is now officially in place. That is the big story of the day. Not nearly as exciting as the big story that I was going to be on Jesse Waters the other night, but it's still a big, <laughs> big story. Breaking it in tonight? No, I, I got the gas line has to still get hooked up, so. Because nah. well, it's, it's a dual fuel pizza oven. But it's there. You had to move this whole big freaking concrete base thing. And I put in a big freaking slab, you know what I mean? A big stone slab. And then the pizza oven itself went on top of that. And the pizza oven was 1,300 pounds. So he and his guys did that today. So it's finally in place. What is it, like a brick oven? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's, it's going to be a wood-fired pizza oven. Oh, but I have geez. the uh, the um, uh, this gas burner that I got from Italy. The Italians made it. And it's called the Avanzani burner. And it, this, this thing shoots out of flame like you've never seen before. It's like, I don't know. 142,000 BTUs or something. <laughs> you heat up the oven with that, then you throw some wood in there, and you got yourself, you know what I'm saying? You got yourself a nice little pizza oven right there. Nice. So, oh, man. Yeah. I'll be over for dinner. Perhaps we'll have a Zioli Show pizza party. What do you think? Ah, uh, count me in. I'll yeah. bring the Coca Colas. <laughs> you just got uninvited. <laughs> <laughs> you just got uninvited, Matt the Sanctitratorus. Uh, but that is the big story of the day today. My pizza oven is in. And that is brought to you by Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. For your beautiful, perfect smile, VenariaDental.com. The other big story of the day today is that Donald Trump went after the judge 
On Thursday, he delivered uh, abrupt remarks in his own defense on the final day of his civil fraud trial in Manhattan, attacking the New York attorney general who brought the case, insulting the judge to his face and declaring himself an innocent man. Mr. Trump's remarks lasted only minutes during which he impugned the attorney general, Letitia James, a Democrat, saying she hates Trump and uses Trump to get elected. He also took aim at the judge, Arthur F. Engeron. Remarking, you have your own agenda. I certainly understand that. The judge stared stonely at him. Trump said, you can't listen for more than one minute. The judge instructed the former president's lawyer to control your client. But Mr. Trump continued until the lunch break, at which point he stopped as suddenly as he had started. The episode ushered in a dramatic conclusion to a months-long trial that has enraged the former president and threatens his family business. Now, they were on afternoon break. The trial itself has, has resumed for closing arguments. We'll keep Fox News potted up. I imagine that uh, the former president will come out and speak at some point. That's my sense of it. I, I, I imagine there'll be another statement by him as he leaves the courthouse today. Why is it that the establishment is propping up Nikki Haley so much? Why, 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 why? Uh, <clears throat> now... The biggest reason I've told you over and over and over again is Ukraine. It's the biggest reason why. The military industrial complex, something that, that former President Dwight Eisenhower warned us about on his way out the door. And this guy would know, considering he was the Supreme Allied Commander in World War II. He was a general and he was a two-term president. So he would know that the military industrial complex is a real thing and something you have to um, really be careful of. And since then, it's only grown stronger and stronger. We spent $10 trillion in the war on terror. $10 trillion. I got that number from Terry Hayes' new book, The Year of the Locust, which is fantastic. Talk about real-time events, what's going on in Iran. Ripped, it's like his, his book is like ripped out of the headlines. I know it's a cliche, but it's true. It's unbelievable. So join us on February 7th for that event. It's going to be a great time. Just get your tickets at 1210WPHD.com. The war in Ukraine has made a lot of people rich. It will continue to make a lot of people rich. And Donald Trump, if he's elected president, the war in Ukraine will end. Nikki Haley has pledged to continue the United States ever, never ending, ongoing support for the war in Ukraine forever and ever and ever. And she actually went after Ron DeSantis about that last night during the CNN debate hosted by Dana Bash and Jake Tapper. Cut number two. Go to DeSantisLies.com and you can find out for yourself. But why don't we talk about the fact that if we're going to say this, when Ron was representing Florida, he said that he promised not to raise the debt limit when he got to D.C. Yet he raised the debt limit by hundreds of billions of dollars. He used to support Ukraine. He supported Ukraine when President Obama was in office. Now he's trying to copy Trump and saying that he no longer supports Ukraine and doesn't want to give them foreign aid anymore. He also goes and says that he wants to talk about me insulting Iowans. Iowans know when you're telling a joke. The fact that he's only running in one state is not the way you win president. I'm running in all states. But he should tell Iowans why he authored legislation to ban the renewable fuel standard that's so important to Iowans' economy and the fact that he co-sponsored five different pieces of legislation to get rid of it. And also, then he also said he would never do anything with Social Security. Yet he voted three times to raise the retirement age of Social Security. So if you're going to talk about what you said and what you did, I think you've got your own. 
It's the Ukraine thing. I mean, that's it. That, that you could just you could just isolate the Ukraine part and just leave all the rest of the, the DeSantis bashing out there. Um, he, and he hit her back on illegal immigration yesterday. I told you another reason why Nikki Haley's got the backing of the Koch brothers and a lot of other people is because she's she's for open borders. She is. And she's the one who said we have to be compassionate about I- illegal immigrants. Don't call them criminals. They're not criminals. Oh, other than that pesky issue of crossing the border illegally, which is a crime, of course. This is what DeSantis said about Nikki Haley. Cut number five. This has been one of the biggest years for illegal border crossings into the United States. Last month alone, 225,000 migrants illegally crossed the southern border. It's a record high, overwhelming the Border Patrol resources that are already stretched thin. Mayors across the country say their cities are being pushed to a breaking point. Governor DeSantis, former President Trump, famously promised to build a wall on the southern border. He obviously did not get that uh, done. You have promised to finish the job. How will you succeed where he failed? We will build the wall. We will actually have Mexico pay for it in the way that I thought Donald Trump was. We're going to charge fees on remittances that workers send to foreign countries. Billions of dollars uh, will build the wall. He also promised record deportations. Donald Trump deported fewer people than Barack Obama did when he was president. Biden's let in 8 million people just in four years. They all have to go back. We have to enforce the rule of law in this country. Think about what's happening to our country. Just this week, we saw the news that a, high, that a school in Brooklyn, New York, had the kids stay home. They did, were not able to go to school, told you can't go get an in-person education. Why? Because they're common. The city's commandeering the school to house illegal aliens in it. Talk about putting Americans last. You're putting these kids out of an education because you can't control the border. Biden has failed in this endeavor. He has not taken care that the laws of this country be faithfully executed. Do not trust Nikki Haley with illegal immigration. That's like having the fox guard the hen house. She's on tape at the Aspen Institute. She'll say she didn't say it. She was chastising conservatives, saying it's disrespectful to illegal aliens to say that they're criminals. They're violating the law. It's disrespectful when people come to this country illegally and impose burdens on our communities and run drugs into this country. That's what's disrespectful. She's weak on immigration. She's bankrolled by people who want open borders. And she said there shouldn't be a limit on immigration. You should work with corporate CEOs. Thanks, Governor. That is pale pastels. That Governor, is warmed thank over you so much. So, Governor- DeSantis has a future in 2028. He has a future in 2028. Nikki Haley does not, obviously. Uh, let me share this with you from the Wall Street Journal. Matt, I just sent you a clip. I think it might be different from the other clip here. This, this, is, uh, this is from the Wall Street Journal. Haley's tough sell on Ukraine aid from 10 hours ago. Um, Nikki Haley's impassioned call for U.S. assistance to Ukraine is proven to be a tough sell to Republican voters. Some 56% of Republicans said in a December Wall Street Journal poll that the U.S. was already doing too much to help Ukraine. Compare with 11%. Who said America wasn't doing enough. Some 20% of Republicans were satisfied with the current level of U.S. involvement. And the, and the reality is that Nikki Haley is, is all in on, the, on funding Ukraine. I mean, she's all in. If, you, if this is important to you, if this issue is important to you, she's your candidate. There's no doubt about that. She is your candidate. If, if you want America to keep supporting and paying for the war in Ukraine, sending weapons, sending money then by all means, the, the candidate you should support is Nikki Haley. Period. Period, full stop, to quote Governor Phil Murphy. Period, full stop. Nikki Haley said, helping Ukraine defend itself from Russian aggression is in the U.S. national interest. 
And she said, quote, this is bigger than Ukraine. This is a war about freedom. And it's one we have to win. One we have to win. Haley called Putin a tyrant and refuted claims the conflict is purely a a territorial dispute. Comments targeted uh, Trump's close relationship with Putin and DeSantis' initial comments about the war. Now, DeSantis has has absolutely flip-flopped on the issue of of Ukraine. No no question about it. But look, I get it. He wants to, to have a position that is consistent with what the Republican voters want, which is a good thing. And it's, I think it's okay to change your mind about a position if you realize that the voters want something different. I mean, you, you know, you're supposed to reflect the will of the voters in some ways. Nikki Haley, though, reflects the view of the ruling class and the view of the swamp and the view of the establishment stuff. That's the reality. I mean, that's why she's still doubling down on the, on the war in Ukraine. She said it again last night. This is bigger than Ukraine. This is a war about freedom, and it's one we have to win. For them to sit there and say this is just a territorial dispute, that's just not the case. And she called out Trump for congratulating North Korean leader Kim Jong-un last week after the little guy was elected to the World Health Organization's executive board. So there you go. I mean, I, you know, that's what I keep telling you. This is, this is if you, if Ukraine is important to you, if you're flying a Ukraine flag outside your house, you got the old blue and yellow flying then there there you go and that's that's your that's your spot that's your that's your spot uh this is a clip from last night a little back and forth on the issue take a listen got that this one is about preventing war this is about keeping our military men and women from having to fight a war and you only do that when you focus on national security not telling lies to the american people that they have to choose this is the u.n way of thinking that we're somehow globalists and we have unlimited resources to do you know i think here's the problem you can take the ambassador out of the united nations but you can't take the united nations out of the ambassador that's a good line, actually. It, 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 that was a good. That was a good attack on on her for this. So, again, like I said, you know, this this re, the reason why the establishment is solidly behind Nikki Haley comes down to one word, and that word is U- Ukraine. Really, I mean, truly. Well, they, I mean, they want to stop Donald Trump. Obviously, they want to stop Donald Trump more than anything. That's what they want to do. But it is because she will keep us in Ukraine. She said this is important. It's in America's vital interest, and we have to win. We have to win. Um, Hunter Biden is outside the courthouse. Let's just keep an eye on that, please, and just see if he's going to say anything. I think he's walking out right now. I don't know if there's going to be any comments by him or his attorney. Maybe somebody will ask him, what's your favorite crack? Uh, But he's walking right now, and we're just seeing he's leaving the courthouse. He pled not guilty to tax charges. Does not appear as if he's going to say anything. But nevertheless, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep that monitored for you. So the other point, too, and we'll talk to John Yu about this. The, lud- the, the ludicrousness of some of these hypothetical situations. Yesterday, Congressman Jamie Raskin, was towards the end of the show, and we had a lot of fun with this yesterday. Jamie Raskin said, what if a president is getting impeached and there are two senators who want to vote to convict and remove him? And the president has those two people assassinated, which made me come up with my whole theory for the president to just start randomly killing members of Congress to send them a message. And what I want to have is the president of the State of the Union address have a bat in his hand and turn around and just beat the Speaker of the House to death with the bat like Al Capone and the Untouchables just to send a message. If you mess with me, I'm going to kill you because because b- by the hypothetical questions that keep getting asked by the media, 
the argument goes that the president is essentially going to go on a killing spree. Do we have Jamie Raskin from yesterday? Can you pull this up for me, please? Yeah, me this is Jamie Raskin. This his hypothetical question from yesterday, which I think is it's so it's so absurd. But take it to it. Take it to the next level, please. Take it to the next level, and that next level, of course, being that the president then can just go on a wild Dexter style killing spree against members of Congress, and if they can't impeach him. He's good to go. He'll be fine, and there'll be no consequences for it. Take a listen. Um, well, the, the uh, presentation in the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals before the three-judge three panel was astounding. Um, Donald Trump and his lawyers essentially asserted that the president has the right to assassinate people, to kill people, um, without uh, any prospect of prosecution unless they're first uh, impeached by the House and convicted in the Senate. And of course, as a, a member of Congress, my first thought was, well, then if the president is going to order out for the assassination of his political rivals and say there's a narrow margin in the Senate of a two or three vote in the opposition party, um, what's to keep him from murdering members of the Senate to right. make sure that he doesn't get convicted there exactly. in order to deny a two-thirds majority? He could kill them and then uh, he can't be impeached or convicted because he's murdered his opposition and he can't be prosecuted for it because he hasn't been impeached or convicted. Now, of course, Trump's argument is utterly ludicrous. No, 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 no. Your analogy. No, your analogy is utterly ludicrous. But let's go with it for a second. So my theory is, if I were president, on my first State of the Union address, I would take a bat and beat the Speaker of the House to death. Right there on the podium. I turn around and be like, now, let's have a conversation about impeachment. You can try to impeach me, but I will murder each and every one of you in your sleep. All right? So now I'm basically, I can do whatever I want. And every State of the Union address, just to remind them that I can go on a killing spree, I will choose one member of Congress and have that person assassinated right in the chamber. And it could be like a national game. Like, who's the president going to kill tonight? Maybe it'll be a senator from Oklahoma. Sounds like Hunger Games. It'll sort of be like Hunger Games, yeah. And I'll stand on the podium, and then every now and then I'll do cool things. Like, I'll take out, like, a chainsaw, and I'll turn. maybe I'll kill my own vice president. And I'll just turn around and be like, he might be the deciding vote, and kill him. Now there won't even be a vice president, so you can't impeach me because I just killed the guy. And then randomly, too, every now and then I would drop, like, sil- a gas, you know, into the chamber kill like you know, 30, 40 members of Congress. Again, just to send a message, if you try to impeach me, I'm going to kill you. And the message came, and the question came up again last night with Jake Tapper asking Ron DeSantis, what happens if presidents start just ex- assassinating people? And I really think these people are hoping for a president to be a serial killer. And I am too, because I think it'd be an outstanding movie. I really do. It's the president who goes nuts. See, in the movie The Untouchables, Al Capone had a baseball bat and beats the beats the guy's brains in with a bat just to send a message to the other mob leaders in the room. This is how I operate. I think the president needs to do more of that. And then they'll never try to impeach him after that. And then since they can't prosecute him for murder, he's good. He's golden. You've just secured your power, damn it. And this is Jake Tapper last night with Ron DeSantis, cut four. Let's talk about how you view the powers of the presidency because your opponent, Donald Trump, was in court yesterday for a hearing on presidential immunity and Governor DeSantis, I'm wondering if you agree with the argument that Donald Trump's lawyer made in court that a president should have immunity for any conduct in office, including, as the judge asked, ordering the assassination of a political rival. 
unless the president gets impeached and convicted by the Senate for the offense first. Well, obviously, that attorney uh, gave the case away on that on that explanation. I think the D.C. Circuit is going to rule against Donald Trump on that issue. I'm not exactly sure what the outer limits are. I don't think it's necessarily been litigated. It's not going to be an issue with me because I'm always going to follow the Constitution um, and we're going to we're going to uphold uh, the, the best traditions of the office. And, and I'm going to be a president you can be proud of. Uh, you know, I think it's important that uh, people be able to look to the president and say, hey, you know, that, that's somebody that's that's worthy of emulating. And so my wife and I, we just view ourselves to try to, to do well for our kids and to make sure they're proud of us. And we set a good example. Uh, so, so that's what we would do in that situation. But I think there's a larger issue Republicans have got to think of. it. Donald Trump's going to lose that appeal. He's going to end up going to trial in front of a stacked left-wing D.C. jury of all Democrats, uh, what are the odds that he's going to get through that? And that's even talking about the, 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 the validity of the charges. I don't think he gets through that. And so what are we going to do as Republicans in terms of who we nominate for president? If Trump is the nominee, it's going to be about January 6th, legal issues, criminal trials. The Democrats and the media would love to run with that. Uh, I'm not running for my issues I'm running for your issues. We need to make this election a referendum on the failures of Joe Biden, the failures of the Democratic Party, and how we have the formula to engineer a great comeback for this country. That's what I would do. Thank you, Governor. You know, the thing about it, though, is that I, I don't think it's going to be a, a, a referendum on any of those things. But it doesn't matter because Ron DeSantis is not going to stay in the race long. But the, the hypothetical question about assassinations. Because that's where we are right now. We're, we're in this hypothetical world of assassinations. And so the, I will come back to, and this is what I've said before, and I'll come back to this. And this will be the question I asked for John Yu. If the media is so intent on this idea that the president is going to start just killing people, what about the guy who actually did? There's one president in modern history who has ordered the death of American citizens. That was Barack Hussein Obama. BHO. He's the one that signed the death warrants of four American citizens. Anwar al-Awlaki was an American citizen on foreign soil, but still an American citizen. And the president of the United States ordered his death via a drone strike. So if we're all going to have this fun little assassination, fun little fantasy here. And by the way, my method is way more fun, which is the president just gets up there and just starts randomly shooting people from the podium at the State of the Union address. But why don't we talk about the guy who actually did assassinate people? And whether or not he can be held liable in court because there's no statute of limitations on murder. That'll be one of the questions I ask Professor John Yu in just a matter of moments as he joins me next. Right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD on Twitter at Rich Zioli. And uh, we got a lot to chat about. Don't go away. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Zioli Show. On your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Yo, let me jump in here real quick and stop you, Henry. If you don't mind, stop it right here. Stop up at the music. So John Yu needs his own walk-up music. He's earned it. He's Philadelphia, Philadelphia guy, and he's a he's one of our own. So before I begin the in- interview with him, I want to ask him right now. What what would you what would you like your walk-up music to be? You've earned it. Oh, come on. Anybody from Philly, it would have to be Rocky or Eye of the Tiger, I think. Well, you want Eye of the Tiger? Yeah, how about Eye of the Tiger? All right, That's hang on. Let's, let's, can we get Eye of the Tiger for John Yu? Here we go. <clears throat> All right, here we go. <laughs> he is the Emmanuel S. Heller Professor of Law at the University of California, Berkeley. A former advisor to the President of the United States of America, where he is a constitutional expert. He is Philadelphia's own... John, you, Professor John, you, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. I like it. From now on, you know that will scary? be every time you, know you join me. That's, that's what we're going to do for you, okay? You know what's kind of scary is that you had that music immediately available. Well, <laughs> it only uh, took one second. They have a huge <laughs> repertoire. Our, our, I mean, our illustrious <laughs> staff here, they waste no time. They're on it. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, you've been very busy. You've been all over national media. Obviously, the question of uh, this idea of executive immunity is something that you are an expert in. So I'm glad you made time for us. I appreciate it very, very much. First question I'll ask you is if we're going to have all these conversations about charging presidents after they leave office in criminal court, can we charge President Barack Obama with murder for ordering drone strikes against American citizens? That's basically what the Justice Department argued before the D.C. Circuit in the Trump case just a few days ago. They claimed that, yes, you could charge a president. It could be out of office. It could even be for things that the president did within the scope of his duties or her duties. And so uh, I think that goes too far. I think everybody would agree that goes too far. What if Congress, and this is an example with your drone strike case, what if Congress passed criminal laws that were designed to prevent the president from doing his constitutional duty. What if you said, for example, oh, uh, the president, it's a crime for the president to fire a cabinet officer, although he has that constitutional power. Or it's a crime for the, right, for the president to give money, you know, to support Israel diplomatically or support Ukraine diplomatically. So there's got to be a limit. 
I think Trump has gone too far by saying everything I do is immune to. But everyone's got to agree there's some core of things that presidents do for which they can't be prosecuted out of office after they leave office. And I would think that if, if we're going to play this game of, of what you can be prosecuted for, the problem is that the impeachment clause, in my opinion, gets neutered. Uh, you know, clearly the impeachment clause is there for Congress to deal with the president who they believe has abused his power. And for for the Congress to not do something during the president's tenure is in some ways the Congress's way of saying we don't feel that your your actions rise to an egregious level. Let's take the drone strike issue with Barack Obama. You know, he, he orders the assassination of Anwar Awlaki, who's an American citizen. He says he's a terrorist. He signs this memorandum. They kill the guy. Um, there's no due process involved. The ACLU sues. <coughs> Excuse me. If I'm the U.S. attorney now and I get to go back and charge him with the crime of murder, which has no statute of limitations. It, it's 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 so absurd. It really is. It's ludicrous. And I would argue as a defense that Congress did not find it to be problematic. They may have, may have found it to be morally repugnant, but they didn't find it to be problematic, which is why nobody impeached him uh, for the offense of it. So how can you now, when the president leaves office, go back in time and say what you did was a federal crime or, or, or a crime of any of state crime or whatever? And, and we're going to charge you for that. I mean, it's just it, it, it would it would just make presidents afraid to do their job that's an excellent point and that you know step aside for, step back i mean from uh the nitty-gritty of the law for a second think about the incentives that this creates first you're going to have presidents always worried about what their successors are going to do to them whether they're going to come after them with the criminal law and prosecutions which is what we see in banana republics and then you're also going to have presidents who are going to be thinking about this and then their decision making is going to be warped. They won't do what's right for the country. I happen to believe that Barack Obama ordering drone strikes on Al Qaeda members was morally and legally okay. But do you want Obama or Trump, you know, who ordered a strike to kill General Soleimani uh, of Iran? Do you want them to be thinking about criminal prosecution all the time whenever they make any decisions? If they do, they won't be thinking about what they really should be thinking about, which is what is the best decision to protect the security of the United States? Now, you're right, Rich. The whole, the, we haven't had this happen before because we had good sense. Presidents, no matter how bad they thought their predecessors were, and they always think their predecessors are bad, especially right. if they're from the other party, they've always let them alone. Because as you said, there, we have impeachment uh, to take care of people while they're in office. And then after they leave office, we've generally left them alone so that we can preserve, as you've pointed out, the ability of presidents to make the right decisions in the future. Yeah, and, and that's all going to go down the drain. I mean, I think if we go down this road, we're going to have almost every president be criminally charged when they leave office because, the pre- I mean, you, you were there for all of it. I mean, the, the president sometimes has to skirt the lines i mean there's gray areas here that 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 uh, are are legal in the sense that they can be justified by lawyers at the time but that's an opinion that some other lawyer can disagree with down the road and that lawyer being a united states attorney down the road and charging somebody with crimes i mean it 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 just would absolutely mean that whoever is the president when they leave office and if the other party gets in there and appoints u.s attorneys then that president is fair game and they'll look into everything that they did. They will find something 
because it's just going to be this tit for tat where, well, you you prosecuted our guy, so now we got to prosecute your guy. I mean, we've already gotten to this place with impeachment, unfortunately, but but that would be even worse because now you're in criminal court and there's not even the ability of 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 elected leaders to listen to what their constituents want in the matter. You would just have a potentially a jury in the District of Columbia or someplace else. I, I just think it would be a political disaster. We would never, ever get along ever again as a country because mm. it would always lead to prosecutions. Well, there's also to make it doubly worse than even what you're describing is that this former president, Trump, who's being prosecuted, also is the main opponent in right. Joe Biden's reelection, which I also think would be a pro- even if President Donald Trump had never been president before and he was running for office. I don't think presidents today, Joe Biden, should be prosecuting the main candidate of the main opposition party for a crime during the year of the election. I mean, that's another banana republic mistake mm-hmm. that's being made here. So you had, you're, he's compounding there. And the, the, the real problem we have here, I think, Rich, is that you have a failure of leadership because we've never done this before. Either of these things. You've never prosecuted a past president before, never prosecuted the, the candidate running for office in the main opposition party before during the election year. I think if Joe Biden were exercising real leadership, he would say he would stand down the prosecutors, not break with our tradition in history in this country. And just to say, look, let's have a straight and this is the eye of the tiger part. Have a straight head to head battle. Yeah. You know, vote. Let the voters decide in November who they want to be president. Don't try to knock someone out of the court using the courtroom instead of just going to the ballot box. Now, John, you you started the interview by saying that you disagree with Trump that everything he does is um, is is not uh, subject to um, uh, to prosecution. Where are those areas where you would say you could prosecute a president after he leaves office? So, uh, first, I want to make clear: uh, the Supreme Court has never decided this question. Mm-hmm. So, to the extent everyone's saying, "Oh, I know for sure what the laws," that's that's just not true. The Supreme Court has left this question open, so everyone's just guessing from what the Supreme Court has said before in other cases that aren't exactly this one. Um, and so I think the line, the lower courts, particularly the one in Washington, D.C., which just heard the Trump case, they've basically suggested when the president is acting as a private citizen, that's when they're definitely not immune. And then they've said when the president is running as a candidate for your reelection, we can say that's definitely as a private citizen because it would be illegal for the sitting president to sort of, you know, put all the weight of the president on his side to get reelected. But then the, the, the court there said, we're not exactly sure about what Donald Trump did on January 6th. Was he acting as a candidate or was he acting as president? So even if, and my point here is, even if the courts reject the idea that President Trump has absolute immunity for everything he did as president, he still has space to win. He could still say, look, I wasn't acting as a candidate on January 6th. I was acting as the president. I was fulfilling my duties, and everyone should agree I shouldn't be prosecuted for that. You can prosecute me if I did something illegal as a candidate, but I wasn't acting as a candidate on that day. Right. I was taking care that the laws be faithfully executed, and I was looking into voter fraud, and I was uh, speaking as the president, which I think is really the crux of what his argument is. What about these, these ridiculous hypotheticals? Like Congressman Jamie Raskin, this is my favorite, he said... What would stop a president who's getting impeached from 
ordering the assassination, it's so ridiculous I can't even say without laughing, of, of two U.S. senators who plan to vote against him and convict him, what would stop a president from having those two senators assassinated? So I'll ask you, John, you, other than the fact that it's just one of the most absurd, ridiculous hypotheticals yeah. you've ever heard in your life, what would stop a president from assassinating yeah. senators? Just And, I, and from my perspective, I kind of like this. I, I mean, just start randomly shooting members of Congress just to send them a message. Like, don't even try and impeach me. All right. Watch what I'll do. So the uh, the um, I mean, even at the oral arguments uh, earlier this week, Donald Trump's lawyer conceded that the president could be prosecuted in such a case. So what would you know, he said, what will you happen is, you know, well, then the, he'd be immediately impeached for that, too. And then once he's impeached and out of office, he could be prosecuted. This is interesting. The Trump side, they conceded that if a president was impeached and removed from office, that he could be prosecuted for that, even if it was within his official duties as president. Because you say these hypotheticals are so outlandish and have very little to do with what the special counsel is charging Donald Trump with here. Right. And that's the thing. And that's why I thought the judge's questioning was out of line. You know, having SEAL Team 6 assassinate a political opponent. I mean, it's it, it's ridiculous. It's such an absurd hypothetical. Uh, and, the, and the closest analogy would come to Barack Obama and the drone strikes against an American citizen who he viewed as a terrorist, which, again, and I agree with you. I mean, I I think the president did what he did. Um, whether I agree with it or not, he should not be prosecuted for that. But that's the problem, right? I mean, that's that's this this gray area that we come back to. That actually happened. That's not a hypothetical. He did order those drone strikes, and he did do that because he believed they were a threat to the homeland. No Look, different than if a guy has a has a has a rifle aimed at somebody in you know Center City, God forbid, and the and and the mayor or the governor, whoever, orders that person to, to be taken out, or a mayor drops a bomb on a building, like uh, you know the the mayor of Philadelphia did many many years ago. You know, the, to then go back and charge these guys with crimes. It just opens up such a dangerous, dangerous precedent. Yeah. And look, the reason why we have to even we've never had to think about these questions because no president, I think, ever made the mistake of turning the Justice Department against his predecessor before. Mm -hmm. Again, we might have had presidents who committed crimes. You know, Richard Nixon might have committed crimes. There have been other Lyndon Johnson might have committed. Now, there might have been, you know, there are people who might think Abraham Lincoln committed crimes. Right. Yeah, but we've always had the good sense to leave presidents alone because we used to understand they have difficult jobs and we may disagree with them. It might be over policy, might be over politics, but we've never used the criminal justice system, prosecutors and jails and courts to punish political enemies. And I'm afraid that's what's happened here with this special counsel investigation by Jackson. And, and also, let me add, even though we didn't talk about it, the Georgia prosecution by the state, you know, the county mm-hmm. DA down there, Fannie Willis, the DA in Manhattan, they're getting they're all piling on. Uh, obviously, it's all just to harass their political opponent, Donald Trump. We did not used to do things like that. And that's because we had sound people in office who showed restraint rather than trying to press their powers to the extremes. Yeah, so well said. Professor John, you Philadelphia's own. I really appreciate your time, my friend. Let's give him his, his walkout music as we close out. Uh, an outstanding interview by the Emanuel S. Heller Professor of Law at the University of California at Berkeley. John, you Philadelphia's own. Oh, Henry, come on. Come on. You nailed it before. <laughs> come on. There we go. Thank you, sir. We will talk again soon, I hope. You have a great rest of your day. You too. It's great to be with you. 
Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Ooh, a little um, tease by Senator Rand Paul. He plans to endorse for president tomorrow morning. I wonder who he'll pick. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Will, will uh, Ron DeSantis, I'm sorry, will Ron, Rand Paul, excuse me, back uh, Trump or DeSantis? That'll be the question. Find out tomorrow morning. Place your bets. Place your bets. Now, my opinion being the fact that since... The last time that I was at Trump National Golf Club in Bedminster, he was golfing with Trump. And since two of them agreed on foreign policy matters more than they disagreed, and since Rand Paul is no fan of the war in Ukraine, it will be Asa Hutchinson, right? Very good. He's going to back Asset Hutchins (laughs) for president. Uh, so my, my bet is that Senator Rand Paul will back, um, will endorse Donald Trump tomorrow morning. I may be wrong, but that's going to be my guess. See if I'm right. Place your bets. Place your bets. And considering as the United States and the United Kingdom are now preparing to strike against the Iranian-backed Houthis in Yemen, as Iran has seized a oil ship in the... I think it was the Gulf of Yemen. Uh, We're all right now a tad nervous about the state of world affairs. Iran seizes oil tanker linked to the crisis between the United States and Tehran. Military officials confirm. It's the Gulf of Oman, excuse me. Two U.S. military officials confirmed the Fox News on Thursday. The the seized vessel, previously known as the Suez Rajan, was once at the center of another dispute between the United States and Iran that ultimately saw the United States seize over 1 million barrels of Iranian crude oil. Armed Iranian soldiers, <coughs> excuse me, reportedly boarded the vessel Thursday morning. And now the story, <coughs> excuse me, from The Guardian. U.S. and the United Kingdom prepare to launch strikes against the Houthis in Yemen. Experts believe Western allies most likely to target coastal sites in an attempt to halt the spate of Houthi attacks in the Red Sea. I don't doubt that if Nikki Haley's president, there'll there'll be there'll be a war in the Middle East. I have no doubt about that. I really believe that. I, I mean, you know, given her opinions on Ukraine, I can only imagine. Uh, from Jonah Bromwich, he's the New York Times reporter inside the courtroom covering the Trump civil fraud trial. A couple things here that are important to note. As Andrew Amer, the state lawyer, is explaining it, the case for Trump's intent rests on his responsibility for the annual financial statements. Michael Cohen's testimony and some of the gaps in Trump's own testimony, but thus far, there is no real smoking gun that shows that Trump intended to commit fraud. The evidence is mostly circumstantial. That's from the far right-wing New York Times court reporter, Jonah Bromwich. He also went on to say the following. Kevin Wallace is back to finish the attorney general's closing argument by talking about punishment for the defendants. The attorney general has asked for a penalty of about $370 million, arguing that that is how much Mr. Trump gained through fraudulent activity. A lawyer for the former president has called that number unconscionable. I agree. And that number is so high, as a matter of course, that this should absolutely be a jury trial. Uh, No question about it. No doubt about it. 
Here is um, former President Donald Trump last night during his... Uh, actually, I'll get into this in the next segment of the show. I'll get into a, a couple of things he said last night. But I wanted to just, I wanted to just share with you this, uh, this quick comment here. And it's uh, this one here um, about Nikki Haley. Fox News' Lawrence Jones put Nikki Haley on blast to her face during an interview on Fox and Friends this morning. I did not see this live, but I wish I could did see it live, so I could have seen her face, but uh, I was probably still asleep. Just kidding. My kids get me up, of course, get ready for school. Cut 14. What's your reaction to that, uh, to that uh, caught-on-tape moment from Governor Chris Christie about you? I mean, look, it's it's not a surprise. These fellows have been talking like that from the beginning when it was 14 candidates and I was at 2%. Um, you know, it's for us, it's always been slow and steady wins the race. It's the people that decide. We have been putting in 11 months of campaigning, not just in one state, but in every state. We've spent our money right. And we focus on relationships with the people on the ground and gaining their trust. And that's why you see this has become a two-person race with me and Donald Trump. And, you know, while everybody else wants to discount us i'll tell you we keep moving and we're moving for a reason governor you you make the point that people need to pay attention to the people on the ground and and you you're right you've seen some traction in new hampshire but i spent over three hundred thousand miles uh in airlines uh last year talking with voters and there's just not an appetite for your candidacy amongst average day republican voters the base of the party so what are you going to do to turn that around because i am listening to the people what is it that you hear from them I mean, Lawrence, you're listening to a few people in a diner, but I'll tell you that we're listening to, we've done over 150 town halls. We've done over 150 town halls, and we have talked to every person. We've answered every question. We've shaked every hand. We feel good about this. I mean, look, politics isn't personal for me. That's the, that, you know, the fellas might take it personally. It's not for me. We have a country to save. Uh, Lawrence Jones is not wrong. He's, he's right. And, and I'm telling you the reason why, because there's this dichotomy that exists in the Republican Party. I'll tell you what it is to the average Republican primary voter, me, you, we don't want this war in Ukraine to continue, period. The Republican establishment does. And that's the difference. And that's the exact reason right there. It's why Nikki Haley has the establishment's backing. And it's why the average Republican primary voter does not support her. That's just the reality. That's it. It's Ukraine. Ukraine is the issue. If Nikki Haley was not pro-Ukraine, it would be a much different story. She got a lot of other problems, but that's the big one. And it, but that's also the reason why the establishment's behind her. Because the very same donors and, and money people and the masters of the universe want this war to continue. Because they're getting rich off of it. All this money we're spending and, you know, the, the argument that was made by the president, well, this is an investment in the United States of America because we're mostly we're sending them United States made stuff. That's what I mean. These people don't want to lose that gravy train. But when you go to diners and you talk to people, they'll tell you enough is enough already. Enough. There has to be something. And when they look at the Biden administration tying Israel's hands behind its back and demanding peace talks, and then Ukraine gets to do whatever they want for as long as they want with unlimited money and unlimited weapons from us, people say this is, a, this is an absolute foreign policy uh, hypocrisy here. And so that is the issue. That is the dichotomy that exists within our party. It's like what I told you about the Democrat Party, the dichotomy that exists there. The Democrat Party, writ large, nationally, wants open borders. 
and the Democrat mayor of a city in New Jersey or New York or Chicago or whatever who has to deal with it doesn't because they're now dealing with the consequences of what open borders means. Like how they have to kick kids out of school in Brooklyn and tell them to go remote for the day because we have to house illegal immigrants. So that dichotomy exists in that party. But the establishment of both parties, you know, calls the shots. But in the Republican Party, at least, Donald Trump is much more in line with the thinking of what those voters in the diner reflect. And I'll tell you what, there was a very smart guy years ago in Jersey politics, Bob Franks. He was a congressman. He ran for governor, ran for U.S. senator. He used to go to diners all the time, talk to people. That's what he would do. He'd do diner tours. Walk over and say, hi, I'm Bob Franks. Sorry to interrupt your breakfast. Want to say hello? And, and, and it was great. It was very effective because you get the pulse of what people are actually thinking, believe it or not, by going to diners and talking to people, much more so than you do from listening to what Mitch McConnell has to say on the floor of the Senate. That's the truth. That's the reality. 855-839-1210 is a number on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. As we continue the show here today, we got a lot to talk about. A big 5 o'clock hour coming up, and um, hang on one second. I have time. I'll do this when I get back. We'll be right back. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 